Welcome, everybody, to the Metabulous 2 podcast, episode 198. I have on the other end of a telephone line the man in Los Angeles, Ben. Ben, can you hear me? Yes, David, I can hear you. Uh, here I am live at the LAX Marriott, reporting from day two of the Gallifrey One, or Galley, Doctor Who convention. Exciting times for everybody. Yeah, and, and where did I reach you tonight? Um, I'm more outside than I was last night, so hopefully the connection will be a bit better. Very good. A Sontaran has just walked by me, not a real one. Obviously, someone <laughs> just dressed up as one, but still, he's quite tall uh-huh. as well. It was one of the two doctors, Sontarans. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> one of the unconvincing two doctors, Sontarans. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, here we are with day two, though I suppose the first thing to report is the result of the Quiz of Rassilon, the live Quiz oh, of Rassilon yes. last night, where the sadly depleted Forza Zoomsday team, because we didn't have the wonderful Brian with us, I think we were called Bok, Bok, Bok or something. <laughs> anyway, came third. Excellent. That's great. Yeah. And the, the top, the top three spots, there was only one point in it. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty impressive stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was impressed. And uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun, actually. The prize was a, was a special Quiz of Rassilon NFT that Mikey had minted specially for the, um, <laughs> for the occasion. Uh-huh. Uh, but of course, everyone just took photographs of it on their phones, so it was not as, as special as, mm. as promised. But yeah, so that was fun. And then, because I'm still a bit... I'm just really still on Minnesota time. I then just went back to my hotel and went to sleep. Mm-hmm. No lobby con last night then. Uh, no lobby con last night. Might do a bit of lobby conning this evening, mm-hmm. depending on my um, depending on my feelings. Well, I think it's good to play it a little safe health wise too in this time of that is that is too. true. So you don't want to push the body to break to its limits exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how's day two? Day two. Uh, let me just uh, remember all the things that have gone on today. Saturday calls the big day. At the con, when it's all full on, mm-hmm. I got a, a very nice, uh, very short little chat, like maybe a couple of minutes or so, with Sylvester McCoy. Mm. Got his signature on a couple of things that I, I, I felt needed uh, Sylvester McCoy written on them. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, and then, you know, I'm gonna have to again. I'm gonna have to get out my program because so much happens at mm-hmm. the uh, kind of watches over here. It well, it does. It's a it's a busy busy time. Let me just get out my program. Sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, I had a very enjoyable uh, coffee clatch with Mr. Matthew Sweet, really? the highly prized and very present at this convention, actually, a British journalist who is also a big Doctor <laughs> Who fan. Um, he was also confused by the word coffee clatch, so I felt an immediate <laughs> bond with him. Um, he was queried whether we were, in fact, in late 19th century Vienna, whether there should be some Sasha tort instead, as, <laughs> instead of just no coffee at all. Um, that was great. He's a, he's a really, really smart and interesting man. He always has some very, you know, he, he's the guy who does all the interviews on the Blu-rays. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. also has some very, you know, he always looks at Doctor Who and you in interesting different ways. Um, so mm-hmm. we talked about his career a bit, and we talked about the death of the long-form interview and the kind of people he felt he was influenced by in terms of being an interviewer, people like like Parkinson or Russell Harty. So yeah, that was a lot of fun, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Those Kathy Clatch things are really kind of great. I might try and get in on one. I, I'm doing one tomorrow with Rob Ritchie and Martin Garrity, mm-hmm. but there is a Gary Russell one tomorrow that I might try and Mm. and nip into, even though I have seen quite a lot of Gary Russell. This con. I wonder if that's even possible. Aren't they pretty well signed up for by... Well, no, they're not, actually, really? because attendance is down, mm. and I think also people are a little bit leery of being in, you know, small rooms, because the Kathy Clatch are in the smaller right, rooms. Right. So, so certainly the Matthew Sweet one had a couple of extra spaces. Mm-hmm. So I think it would depend on how famous the person is that you were planning to see. 
did Matthew Sweet have any insights on interviewing specific doctors or Not really, though the consensus in the room, which was a sort of, he sort of bemusedly agreed to this, agreed to this consensus, um, you know, wondering why that wasn't something that all interviews did. We all agree that the reason why he's such a good interview is he listens to the answers. Hmm. And we talked about the celebrity interview. And, you know, he's been a journalist for like 25 years. Right. And the kind of usual, you go to a suite at the Dorchester, you get five minutes with Tom Cruise. He doesn't want to answer the single question that you ask. You don't want to ask it. You know, the whole thing. And again, we were talking about the sort of what used to be TV, you know, where there were these, these, these kind of long interview shows where basically... Michael Parkinson would talk to Lee Marvin for an hour, right. and that would be the show. One insight he did have is that all the people, of course, he's interviewing for these DVDs are old. Yeah. And some of them are very old. Mm-hmm. And his opinion that actually when you reach that kind of age, I mean, obviously someone like Tom Baker never really had any inhibitions, but you're a lot more willing to just talk about what's real Mm -hmm. rather than think about what's good for my career. Because, you know, (laughs) by and large, without being mean, these interview subjects don't have careers left because... They're very old. <laughs> except with Big Finish. Except, except for Big Finish. But I mean, I mean, you know what I mean. You know, there's an openness yeah. to the interview, which is, 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 I think, is drawn out by a good interviewer. And he's a fantastically good interviewer, in my mm-hmm. opinion. You know, he's very, very, very smart like that. The impression I always gotten of Sweet's interviewing is he does such a massive background reading and tries to find the questions that haven't already been asked 100,000 times before. Well, he was being very modest about that. I mean, again, someone asked him, well, you know, what's your background? He said, well, I'd get some cuttings out. And, you know, I looked through the cuttings library. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, obviously, like all Doctor Who fans, he already knows right, the show back right. to front. And I think particularly classic Who, I think possibly he's slightly less well-versed in New Who. Though, you know, I'm sure when it comes around to doing the Blu-rays of those, when all those people are ancient, maybe he'll still be interviewed. <laughs> They'll be interviewing him. There you go. Um, so, uh, no, I mean, he was very modest about it. But yes, you know, he's a researcher. I mean, he just finished a book. He was a proper journalist. He just finished, just published a book on Vietnam deserters who ended up in Stockholm and kind of all went crazy in the <laughs> late 1960s to you know, 1970s, which is a pretty kind of esoteric in some ways subject, but required him to do a lot of research and... He was trying to learn Vietnamese because he's involved in a conceptual art project in Hanoi, oh. which he got involved in at the beginning of the pandemic. So, no, he's a, he's a smart man. Mm-hmm. He's kind of intelligent. I'm kind of in awe of his ability to be intelligent. Mm-hmm. I accused him of being a public intellectual, and he was quite pleased, <laughs> I think, that I was labeling him as such. Yeah. Good. So, after the clash, what did you do? There was a panel. There was something called Conversations with Collectors. Mm. David Howe was on that. Uh, Matthew uh, Screslet, Ian Screslet, ooh, can't remember his name. The kind of Pixel Who guy was on there, and a couple of other people. That really wasn't holding my attention because uh, I don't think the moderator was that good. They weren't really kind of drawing out anything interesting about. Well, we just we just collect things. Right. So actually, I dipped out of that, grabbed myself some lunch, and then went straight into Big Finish oh. in Hall A. Jason Hay Ellery was holding court, talking about what's coming up next for Big Finish. That was interesting enough, though. I mean, there weren't any big reveals. There was a, a new trailer for a new series of, of Gallifrey with Louise mm-hmm. Jameson that they're very pleased about. 
talked a little bit about the recasting stuff. Was the recasting controversial within the Gallifrey crowd? or No, no. You know, there are relatively few things that are controversial. At Gallifrey 1, I think everyone is agreeing mm -hmm. with everything. <laughs> but then there was an Actors Roundtable, which was kind of cool. So Sadie Miller, yeah. um, India Fisher... Christopher Naylor, mm -hmm. you know, a bunch of interesting people like that. Mm -hmm. So that was fun to watch, actually. And, you know, Hey Ellery was a pretty good interviewer. Well, he knows these people pretty well. Right. Uh, but one interesting stat, he said, big finish. Unlike the BBC, which completely shut down all radio drama at the beginning of the pandemic, he said, right. no, big finish, we couldn't shut down Road. what we yeah. do. You know, otherwise we would have gone bust. Right. So unlike other larger media organizations, they had to find a way to make recording remotely work you know cue funny stories about india fisher hiding under a duvet to kind of record things <laughs> but then he also said that you know they ran some stats and and, and they reckon they kept about 20 about 2,900 people employed through the pandemic through wow. just you know <laughs> actors and engineers and designers and distributors and like everything that big finish is kind of involved in which you know kind of hats off to them basically uh, i mean you give them give, give them a big hand for that that is incredible did they yeah did they get people they couldn't get normally through the availability in the pandemic yeah i mean christopher naylor apparently you know he was he was in a play that was going to be in australia so he had to travel at some point uh, i'm kind of losing what the anecdote was but you know yes no they were able mm -hmm. to have people record things and, and and now they can you know they have a methodology for if you know david tennant is in ireland shooting you know a new series of that thing he's doing with michael sheen that neil gaiman thing comment was called oh, good omens good omens then he can still do a big finish nice okay you know which is again kind of smart they've sort of realized that actually fixing this has made them more efficient and more able to produce the content that we fans and other people really really enjoy from big finish so good stuff we'll never catch up that way we'll never well yeah i mean i kind of give enough big finish to you well i'm not i mean they're great but i mean i i can't there's too much of it I, I you can't, can't you can't I, listen to everything I, you can't no it's it's mm -hmm. it's not it's not possible so then um, in any christopher eccleson news before we move on from big finish oh only that you know that the gallery one in early 2020 that chris eccleson you know that hey ellery was able to talk to chris mm. and you know, pitch it to him, and then there were apparently there were long discussions with Chris Eccleston's agent. He said it probably took him about nine months to actually get the thing done. Right. But he said the rather tortuous analogy. It was like you know he was convincing Chris Eccleston to, to dive off a high diving board. It's like you, every step you got to get him up the step. Mm. You got to get him onto the board, and then when he's on the high board, you got to get him convince him to jump off. Um, and all the time, you've also got to convince him that there's water in the pool below. And, you know, <laughs> not that Christopher Eccleston was hard to work with, but he is someone who is very exacting right. on what he wants to do and had a huge input in the stories, mm -hmm. which I think they were actually very grateful for. So that was, you know, it was nice to hear that that's a good working relationship. Any news or any chance that uh, Eccleston and Billy Piper will work together on Big Finish? Uh, that was a question that was asked, he wouldn't oh, say. Okay. Well, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, a lot of industry, inverted commas, people at the con, you know, it's like, well, we can't mm -hmm. say. We don't, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. yes, there are. He said, you know, there's a, been a very exciting discovery in terms of lost stories that will come out before the end of this year, but 
you can't say what it is. From Big Finish, not from Big Finish. Not missing episodes. Oh no, no, no. But the, their yeah. loft story range where they're kind of excavating mm. kind of abandoned scripts and stuff from kind <laughs> well, of old, it's, it, old school. Hood. It's Lung Barrel, obviously. It, it was leaked yesterday in your in could your be panel. actually. That that <laughs> could be. I my my yellow paged um, first episode of Lung Barrel. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So then it's Doctor Who Animation Domination. Ah. So, again, in Hall A, uh, Russell, Ritchie, and Garrity talking about animation. And again, you know, the same news that I delivered yesterday, they don't know. Right. Um, Garrity and, and Ritchie have not been asked to do another one, mm-hmm. having just finished one. Uh, Russell, uh, Gary Russell, who probably knows more than them, said, given the gap between something like The Invasion and then the, the second round of the first large round of right. animations and then the gap between those and kind of this round of animations it's all about assembling the money and it said you know it's expensive right and someone has to pay for it mm-hmm. and if that particular piece of american money isn't keen then maybe some other source of money will decide that it's keen you know right so that was that any indication when Abominable Snowman will be released? Uh, he said basically they finished episodes one to three. Uh, they're still troubleshooting, producing episodes five, and they're still kind of rendering the episode six. Hmm. So. Said it will come out this year. He can't say when. Showed us a couple of nice clips: the Doctor arriving at Detsen Monastery, and then um, uh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce the guy's name, but your Pama Sama Padma Samava. That's the one, um, uh, you know, moving some, evilly moving some Yeti pieces across the board. Nice. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be good. One thing he said they didn't do, they've not tried to recreate likenesses of any of the monks because mm-hmm. that was yellow face. Right. And there's not really any point in doing that. So they had the license to create kind of new identities through all of the monks. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that'll be controversial in some camps but you aren't gonna take an animation created in 2022 and make yellow face animation no. it's just it's a non-starter and it's not no, no, right it's, to do yeah, it it's not gonna yeah. it's not it's not really gonna fly uh so that was that and then i stayed on in the hall and team tardis 2022 came on ah. sasha mandip gill joe martin and matt strevens so that was very nice you know and they're all you know, obviously for their first American convention, so obviously you know they're really kind of riding high on the uh, adulation aspect, um, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of actors get a lot of energy from. And mm-hmm. so and it was nice. Yeah, it was good. And it was Matthew Sweet, actually, who was questioning them. Oh, excellent. And excellent. He, you know, he did a good job kind of drawing them out a little bit. And then they threw it open to floor questions, which are as good as they sound. <laughs> um, actually, I was, was Lena, and she whipped, and I thought it was quite witty. Every question that a fan asks is, is prefaced by, this isn't a question, it's more of a comment. And it's just people coming up <laughs> wanting to talk to people rather than actually ask questions, right. which is fine. And, you know, I, as I said, we're all fans here, so who am I, who am I to criticize people who uh, don't mm-hmm. really understand the concept of a question? Any insights with Joe Martin? Did... Not really. I mean, you know, the, again, mm-hmm. a fan asked the question, like, did you feel you were represent, you know, striking a blow for BIPOC? people and i think joe martin's very outspoken about those issues and she said no not really you know the only thing that she'd rather is that that wasn't a thing what she's doing is doing the best job that she can possibly do playing a part Mm -hmm. i think there was general i think one again maybe it was a good comment one of the fan commenters said you know you should be the next doctor and the hall kind of erupted and you know yes right applause for that one 
And that was actually the biggest audience that I'd been in. Hall A was almost completely full for that. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And then uh, back in Hall A again for a a kind of would you rather, um, uh, I can't remember what the game's called now, um, kind of question and answer, quick fire round with uh, Fraser and Sebastian. Nice. Which is very entertaining because they're both entertaining old men. So, you know. Just like us. Yeah. <laughs> old, slightly, old, slightly older men than us. <laughs> yeah, and that, that went on for about uh-huh. an hour. That was very pleasant. What type of things were asked? Um, Sylvester told anecdotes about bungee jumping <laughs> and Fraser <laughs> really enjoys a bloody Mary of an evening, mm. that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. fun. It was fun. It was nice. It, you know, they were kind of kicking back a bit. I think it's, I mean, one of the things that Sylvester said to me this morning is, you know, he's at work. This is yeah. work. I'm yeah. working. I'm, yes, I'm enjoying myself, but then, you know, I'm an actor. And, he's still working. Yeah, and this, yeah. Is, this is a performance, you know, and mm-hmm. it's three days mm-hmm. of performing, which, I, you know, obviously he enjoys doing. You know, he loves performing in front of people, but mm-hmm. it's still work. He's still there for the check. He's, yep, yep, <laughs> as he should be. So, I mean, don't, I don't yep. begrudge him his money. No, not at all. Having just dropped, you know, many dollars on getting him to sign his <laughs> name on two things that I own. And then I've actually just come out of... What uh, uh, was actually a very entertaining live edition. Oh, so that's the other thing that happened. There was a podcast meetup. Oh, how'd that go? I met up with our dear, dear friends at Podcastica. Nice. And then a few other people. Um, Actually, I'm going to name check the guy because he was fun to talk to. I, of course, forgot all of my cards, so I just had to convince people that I was doing a podcast. (laughs) Uh, Craig Price of the Matinee Heroes podcast. Oh. Which is uh, mainly mainly movie based, but they also do Doctor Who. But very very light. That was basically the only people who were there. So it was the Podcastica crew and uh, me represent and that bloke, and um, that was it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think everyone was agreeing. You know, the con is very very very. It's, it feels light mm-hmm. this year. It feels less which is, you know, understandable in, in many ways. But in, it's also nice. I think you've gotten a longer chance to talk with some people. That is true. That is true. That is, that is, uh, that is very true. Uh, and then, yeah, so I actually just come out of a live recording of the Game of Rassilon comedy podcast. Is that a role-playing game? Yeah, it's a role-playing game. I am famously not very keen on role-playing <laughs> games, but it was, it was actually very amusing. So sometimes the kind of wit... Doctor Who based wit is like, yeah, that's a joke that only uh, you and I understand. Therefore, it might not actually be a funny joke. But right. no, it's good. It, it was it was funny. Um, so I've literally just stepped out of that event to record this podcast, record this uh, live ish, not live at all, um, conversation <laughs> with you. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate it. And I think our listener will appreciate it too. At least one of our listeners was amazed <laughs> that we had recorded a uh, podcast last night. And I hope they will continue to be amazed when this one drops imminently. So what's on deck for you tonight? Well, I don't know. I, I need to get some food because I'm hungry. Um, I might see what my lady wife is up to. Yep. And then I might do some LobbyCon. Oh, is a good plan? Yeah. LobbyCon is probably the plan for me. Uh, but if there's no one who I want to LobbyCon with, then I might just go home to the, back to the hotel. I don't know. All right. It's, you know, the night is young. Yeah. Sounds good. All good. Hopefully you get some good food. Yes, the food trucks. I'm looking at them right now. I right. pick which one. Which variety of fried food do I want for my dinner? So I've got fried chicken, burgers, or some other kind of fried thing. Fried is very much the flavor. 
of the food trucks. Yeah. Always healthy food options at Gallifrey Well. Always healthy food food options, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for okay. picking up tonight, and we will uh, hear from you tomorrow, hopefully. Fantastic. Okay. All right. Good night. Good night. Farewell. Thank you.